welcome to the Six Hats podcast where I, Dr. Shami, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles, being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. Hello, everyone, and today we have someone different, Erica Newbury, a yoga therapist. And actually, Erica works alongside our team and has been doing so for the last couple of years. And what a difference it makes to so many of our patients. So welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. And Erica, I'd love for you to start with what exactly is yoga therapy? Because often I get the question of, is it another yoga class? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a question I get so often. And even in the yoga community, there is often confusion around what yoga therapy is and how it might be different from general yoga classes or private yoga. And the answer to the question is that yoga therapy is always one-on-one. So all yoga can have the potential of being therapeutic. Even going to general yoga classes, often people leave feeling the benefits of it. But yoga therapy is really personalized and somebody might come to see a yoga therapist for a specific outcome. So they might have something that they may want to work with. So they might be presenting with perhaps an injury or a specific condition. Often there's a combination of different things going on. It could be something physical or it could be mental health. And basically what we'll do is we spend time together and I get to really understand more about the client, about how they live their life, how they spend their time, how they feel in their body physically, but also emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And we take a really detailed initial uh, client history. I'll find out a little bit more about them and then also often do a, a physical assessment as well, just to get an idea about how they might move their body, any range of movement, any restrictions, whether they might hold tension in their body. And then we create a personalized program and actually create a written program, but also send through resources that can help people to really integrate the practices into their daily life. And often it's not a formal practice. It might be lots of little practices throughout the day that might help to perhaps regulate their system if they're in overdrive or if they're anxious. Yeah. So it can be a a whole combination of different practices. It could be physical, it could be breathing, it could be meditation. It might be some lifestyle changes that in the context of yoga. Yeah. So that gives you a bit of an idea about yoga therapy and Also just bearing in mind that how somebody might be presenting with a condition or an illness might be really different to somebody else who may have the same condition. So the presentations can be quite different and that's where a personalized approach can be so beneficial. Thank you, Erica. And it's really interesting when you look into the history of yoga, it was always meant to be personalized because every person is on a different journey. And, you know, times change and many people go into classes and sometimes they actually feel quite, not uncomfortable, but intimidated how someone can do, you know, really difficult poses and they're not ready yet. So there's a lot of hesitation around it. But yoga therapy is so different. It's personalized and as beautifully described by you, Erica. Before we go further, we're going to really delve into chronic fatigue syndrome and how yoga therapy can really have a benefit. If you could give me as a brief overview of your training, Erica, because it's very different to being a yoga instructor. Yeah, absolutely. So I did my graduate certificate in yoga therapy. And so we spend a lot of time 
exploring the client and the therapist relationship. We also spend a lot of time going into detail about various conditions and presentations and different things that might come up in those presentations. Obviously, there can be quite a varied presentation with each condition and illness. So we go through a lot of detail around that and how yoga might be supportive for someone experiencing some of those symptoms. And then I also went on and did trauma center, trauma-sensitive yoga training as well. So I'm a facilitator in that, um, certified facilitator and certified yoga therapist as well. So that just shows that I've done particular standard in yoga therapy training. So there's lots of yoga therapy training out there, but I'm a, a certified yoga therapist, which is through the International Association of Yoga Therapy. Fantastic, yeah. Erica. So I've actually experienced yoga therapy and one of my biggest take-home messages, how often we're stuck in our heads and we're not actually being aware of what our body's doing, especially in that low-grade stress response. For example, you're going to work, there's a lot of things to do, it's fast-paced, it's a highly stressful environment. And what I really realized when I was having sessions with you, Erica, I was not aware of what I was doing to my body. So tension around the neck, shoulders, perhaps clenching my fists. I was developing various habits in my body that was trying to manage the stress, even though mentally, to be honest, I thrived on it. I was so used to it. It's 22 years of being a general practitioner. You're so used to that fast-paced, highly stressful environment. But I didn't realize the impact it was doing to my body. And fair enough, you know, you find strategies to overcome it. Perhaps it's regular massages or, you know, you go for walks and exercise. But it was the impact that I was doing to my body every single day. And I think what you advised really brought that awareness of creating that awareness from going from mind to body. What are your thoughts around that, Erica? Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a common one. Often we don't realize how much tension we hold in our body. And it's not until, you know, you might engage in some practices like yoga that it brings attention to that. And I think it's such a, a wonderful thing that we can have access to because it also brings a sense of personal agency. So often we kind of go through, we might hold tension in our body and, you know, on an ongoing basis, there can be lots of health risks, you know, when we are in a constant state of stress. So bringing awareness to the stress that we carry in our body gives us a choice. So once we realize the stress that we have in our body, we can actually take action and, you know, choose to engage with, you know, maybe breathing practices or making a commitment to relaxation and actually finding techniques, you know, effective for each individual. Sometimes it takes a little while to find the right match of techniques and, and practices that might be effective. But once people find it, it can be a game changer because, yeah, it gives them access to relaxation and actually, you know, being aware of the benefits of relaxation and letting go of some of that tension that they might be holding, some of those holding patterns. So, and I think that was my biggest learning, the holding patterns and how I did need to let go and create. And you gave me some beautiful strategies to use throughout the day. And that's what I often tell patients. It's not just a practice that you do in the morning or the evening. It's having awareness throughout the day. Maybe it's being aware of your breath in the middle of the day before a meeting or doing a quick movement of neck stretches or shoulder exercises during the day, especially when you've got a desk-based job. So I found it incredibly practical, but the effects were enormous. And as you quite rightly said, it can take a while to create a new habit. And that's why 
working with you was fantastic because it was created tiny goals and then we implemented it very slowly. But Eric, I'd love to move on to chronic fatigue. And as a practitioner who sees many patients with chronic fatigue, I do have to say there is a spectrum. So often patients can come in saying, yep, I've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue. And we have to delve deeper because there is a huge spectrum from perhaps patients with difficulties just staying awake or having that energy towards the end of the afternoon to another spectrum of difficulty, you know, actually functioning and retaining a job. So there's a huge spectrum when it comes to chronic fatigue. So it's very individual. Unfortunately, it's labeled, it's everyone uses the same label. So it's really important to distinguish what level of fatigue someone is experiencing because the journey is quite different. But how can yoga therapy help with fatigue? Yeah, absolutely. In many ways. And one of them I mentioned earlier is building the body-mind connection and awareness. So once somebody becomes aware of their patterns, then they're able to promote a sense of change in what those patterns are. They might be able to access that that sense of personal and self-agency. Because often when we when a lot of clients have come to see me with chronic fatigue, they it's like this thing that's happened to them. And there can often be a sense of loss around that, of how their life was before and how their life is now. And that's another way in which yoga can offer support for somebody is reaching that level of acceptance, but also giving them a sense of agency and empowerment of how they choose to move forward. And obviously, you know, providing supports as in practices that you can integrate to perhaps remind you of your own life force of your own energy and how to distribute that energy in a way that is supportive and and helpful yeah um in your experience how has the journey been for your clients with chronic fatigue are you able to give some examples yeah absolutely i often find as you mentioned earlier shami often clients that I've worked with have been you know, on a, a big spectrum of chronic fatigue. So it's been really different for each person. But I've found that there's been a lot of kind of moving forward and then taking a step back, moving forward and taking a step back. So they might find that they have spurts of energy. And I think one of the risks with chronic fatigue is that when people get that burst of energy, they want to go off and use it quickly and do all the, the things that they've been meaning to do. And then what happens after that is they might have another a slump and a bit of a collapse again in feeling that exhaustion. And so we have to kind of work quite carefully with how they use their energy and using practices that are going to be quite rejuvenating and promote deep relaxation. So it's a lot of resting in between, a lot of breaks to provide support for them. At the end of the day, yoga therapy or yoga is all about promoting balance. So it's about meeting somebody where they're at at that moment and then looking at practices that are going to promote balance for where they're at. And what does a program look like for someone who comes to see you with chronic fatigue? Yeah, absolutely. Often we will look at maybe practices throughout the day that might promote rest. So there might be many pauses throughout the day where they might engage with uh, a few minutes of pranayama, which is breath work. It might include some restorative practices. So actually finding a posture that might be restful for that particular individual and maybe focusing on some breath work while they're in that shape, that posture. We'll often work with practices in the evening to promote a really deep restful sleep and we'll also look at strategies when somebody does have that burst of energy of how to be mindful of how they distribute that energy and how they 
use their time and their energy in those moments so that they're not kind of overdoing it. So again, building that body-mind awareness so that they become really aware of what their patterns are. Yeah, so that's just a, a couple of examples. So often breath work and restorative practices as well. Fantastic. I'd love to just share with the audience in terms of time frame of healing. I know in today's world, you know, we're all seeking quick fixes. We want it now. It's that instant gratification. In your experience, when someone does work with you, when it comes to fatigue, what does that journey look like? And I know you've shared a, a few snippets of you can have ups and downs, but what does the long-term journey look like? When do they start seeing results? And that's such a tricky question. And I don't think there's any kind of clear answer because everyone's really different in how they're presenting with chronic fatigue and you know how long they've been presenting with some of those symptoms as well and, and other things that might be going on for them. But generally, I will spend time with a client for maybe a a couple of months or at least a month and see how the practices land for them and with yoga therapy with our first session we do a really detailed assessment and then we might come up with a few practices to support the client and then we usually book in for another session a week or so later and then another one maybe a month later and so each session is really designed to refine the practice to listen to the client and to see how the practices have been supporting them. And if there are practices that haven't been so effective, then we might replace them with something else or we might refine them so that they're more personalized for the individual. So it does take a little bit of time to find the right practices for the individual and the right match for them as well. So yeah, I guess usually I spend about a month or so, maybe a month or two with a client just to find the right practices and how they engage with that might vary with each person yeah and from a science point of view it's really interesting because it's a bit of a catch-22 so when we don't move because we're tired Mm. it actually is really interesting because the more you move the more energy you can get and it just goes down to various things for example it helps with mood inflammation and we know from science and research the more you move the more mitochondria you build so and the mitochondria those cells in your body, which actually produce your energy. So it's a bit of a catch 22. There's, you know, when you're feeling so tired, we often don't feel like moving, but even a small movement, it could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes can actually increase your energy levels. Is that something that you've noticed as well, Erica? Yeah, absolutely. And often I'll work with a client and we'll just do some gentle movements, like gentle joint rotations, looking at each kind of area of their body and just working with a little bit of movement that's really gentle and doesn't require, you know, too much energy, but it just helps with that energetic flow and, you know, gets a little bit of lubrication for the joints as well. And also the use of pranayama of breath work is really essential for that movement of prana or energy within their body as well. So often if people are really, really exhausted and they find it it's just requiring too much energy to move, then we'll work more with breath work. But if they've got a little bit of energy, then we might work with some more movement-based practices. And even better, moving with breath awareness can be really helpful for clients as well. They often respond really well to that. 
Excellent. Because I always remind patients the importance of breath work. Often we are shallow breathing. So that means we're not deeply breathing into our tummy, blowing out our tummy like a balloon. It's all chest breathing. And it's actually really a quick tool to use. So you know if your chest or a tummy breather is just to place one hand on your chest wall, one hand on your tummy and take a deep breath in and see which part rises first. And what we're looking for is for the tummy to rise first. And I always say it's like a baby breathing. They breathe so beautifully, rising that tummy. And the importance of that is literally when your chest wall breathing, you're literally seeing your chest wall rise first. We remain in that sympathetic stress response. And as soon as we activate the tummy, we're actually activating the vagus nerve, which is the calming nervous system. So if you can imagine if we're breathing throughout the day, very shallow, we're always in that fight or flight response. So a really quick tip is just being aware of your breath throughout the day. And I often say to patients before you pick up the phone or send an email or about to enter a meeting, just be aware of your breath, take a nice deep breath in and just to see how you feel because it self-regulates throughout the day. And that can just transform energy levels as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Such a good tip. Erica, so you, I would love for you to share a little strategy that you've prepared for chronic fatigue for many of our listeners here today. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things. First thing is to take lots of breaks in between doing things, just to, you know, feel your body against the ground or against your support and just draw your awareness to your breath. So just like Shami mentioned before, perhaps having one hand on your belly, one hand on your heart, and just noticing where you feel your breath and just feeling the support beneath you, whether it's the ground or a chair, and just using that to really anchor your attention in the here and now. And often I'll, I'll suggest using a little internal mantra, and you can experiment with what works for you, but you might take an inhalation and fill all the way up with breath and internally say here, and as you exhale, internally say now. So here, now. Another mantra that you might use could be so hum. So hum translates to mean I am or I am that. So it also works on another level in just accepting where you might be at and how you might be feeling. I find with many clients, there's a little internal battle with experiencing chronic fatigue, it can be really challenging to accept that you might not be able to do all the things that you want to do. So using a mantra like here now or so hum might be helpful just to really anchor your attention in the present moment and to possibly use your breath as a way to arrive and to perhaps draw attention to your breathing, just noticing what your breathing patterns are and once you're aware of it, you might maybe start to lengthen your exhalation a little bit if that's available, or at least work with an even breath pattern. So whatever the length of your in-breath is, allowing your out-breath to match that as well. But if it's accessible, then you might start to lengthen your exhalation slightly. So you might inhale for two, for example, and exhale for four. So that's just an example, but you can adjust the ratio depending on how you're feeling at the time so yeah that's just a little example so maybe an internal mantra inhaling here exhaling now and perhaps starting to extend your exhalation over time thank you so much erica that was so helpful and a great reminder for everyone i think yeah 
So Erica, before we leave you, I'd love for you to share, you know, when life throws you stresses, how do you find balance? How do you de-stress? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of the same, actually. I, I like to bring my awareness back into the present moment. So often I'll bring my attention to the parts of my body that are in contact with my support. So if I've got my feet on the ground, then I might actually rock on my feet a little bit. I might come into my toes, lift my heels, maybe lower my heels, lift my toes, and just really anchor my attention in the present moment. I find that often, you know, I can get caught up in worries about the future or, you know, thinking about the past, and often that can affect how I feel. So by bringing myself into the here and now really helps me just to anchor myself and to calm myself. Some other techniques that I often come into is what I call an inner resource. So it could be bringing my hands towards one another or maybe towards my own body to create a sense of comfort within my own body. So I might take a gesture that offers that sense of comfort, feeling my feet on the ground and then bringing my attention to my breath and just starting to maybe over time lengthen my breath a little as well. And I find that that becomes really helpful. Another thing is I find being in nature really helps to regulate my system as well. Yeah, going for a walk in nature, getting some fresh air, stretching my body. They're all really good ways. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Erica. And before we go, where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So you can find me through the website Usawa and so through Dr. Shami and you can book in for a yoga therapy appointment. There are a few different appointments available. So if I haven't seen you before, there's two pathways. If you wanted to book in for a full yoga therapy session, you could book in for a 90 minute initial session. I will spend lots of time getting to know you and working out strategies and finding practices that can support you. Or there's yoga therapy on demand. So if you have one thing that you want to focus on and if you don't really have perhaps the time to booking for a full hour and a half, then there's a half an hour online session where, yeah, there might be something that you want to address and we'll have a little bit of a chat about how that's coming up for you in your life and we'll work out a couple of practices so just bearing in mind with the half an hour session the yoga therapy on demand i won't send through a report so you might have to make some notes on what the practices are and how you might implement them and in the yoga therapy full session which is the hour and a half you'll receive a written program with supporting resources like voice recordings or videos or diagrams etc Excellent. Thank you so much, Erica. I thought that was so valuable and I'd love to bring you back to talk about the trauma-sensitive yoga as well. That would be fantastic. Excellent. Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take-home message today? Remember, it's all about progress and not perfection. Curious to learn more, visit usawa.com.au and click on the Usawa Learning Platform, which is packed with educational videos, including the six-week stress-free challenge. Enjoy the journey.